Good afternoon, everyone. I trust that everybody is feeling good and ready for the word. We start by saying, Amen. Um, my introduction is says, when I became a, a Christian, when I began living a Christian life, I thought like many other church goers who only felt a need to attend service two to four times a month. I also attended Sunday school generally on the same day I went to church at church, I later began meeting some people who made me feel a little uncomfortable because they did things that I didn't understand. Um, and in the church that I attended in, in Virginia, they, they, it was quiet as a church mouse, but there was always somebody that was shouting but I would as kids we didn't we didn't care because we weren't paying attention but um when when I attended this church people would 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 um shout during the service dance in the aisles lift up their hands and yell unfamiliar words like words to me like amen hallelujah, and cry, cried, yelling, thank you, Jesus. I wasn't ready for that. And it, it, it made me feel uncomfortable. I was scared of that. You know, I was getting ready to get up and get, get out, seriously, you know, because I wasn't used to that, you know. Because um, I, I, I tried a couple other churches, and they, it was quiet. You know, people didn't do that. Um, but anyway... Um, as I continue to go to, to the church, I associate with other people that made me feel more comfortable at first because they didn't do those things. They appeared to be living the Christian life. But as I um, began associating with them, I began to see see things, um, see that hey, they were they were Christians on Sunday, but on Monday, hey, look, they were doing their thing, hey, guzzling down a little bit of beer. Well, not a little bit; they was guzzling down a lot of beer and uh, and using some profane words, you know, and that quickly showed me that they weren't living, they weren't living the Christian life, the Christian lifestyle during the rest of the week. Then there were, were the other others who I associated with, began to associate with outside of my the church that I, I reason why I say the church that I attended, I'll get to that um, later on. The church that um, I attended um, 
outside of that church and who followed that followed the word word of God as closely as possible and seemed to be seemed to love studying his word. I later learned that no one is perfect, you know, because as a new Christian, you think you you got to be perfect. You get you got you got to be perfect and um walk the walk and talk the talk. Um but that's that's just not the way it is, as I soon learned. There were many other other loving Christians who demonstrated God's example of love of love by being hospitable and introducing me to Christian activities which would show would which would draw me closer to God. I wanted wanted them to help me to understand God's truth about committing committing to this this thing called love you know because I came from a family of of seven children and we knew love one to another but it wasn't the kind of love that I needed to know or understand um, because my father was strong and silent and my mother was always working except for when she was home and but I understood that they loved me because they took care of me, but that's not what I needed. Um, so I, I, wanted, I wanted to know about this thing called love. Some of the, those Christians reached out and began to help me, help me understand what God's love was all about, little by little. I learned to trust God for everything. And that was a process. It's still a process to trust God for everything. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. They, they helped me to love truth and spiritual growth. me pray for Father in the anointed name of Jesus. I thank you for the opportunity, oh Lord God, to um, preach your word, Lord. Lord, help me, oh Lord God, not to allow the enemy to cross me up or make me anxious to, to give this word, oh Lord God. Help me to relax and to give it in the way that you gave to me, oh Lord. Father, I thank you for the opportunity. I give you the praise, the honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. The scripture text is John 14, the 14th chapter, the sixth verse. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto the Father but by me. Now, um, Jesus said unto him, and that leads us to think a lot of thoughts 
But what is really saying that Jesus was speaking to one of his disciples because Thomas asked, where's Jesus going? And how is he, he meaning to himself and, and the other disciples are going to get, get where Jesus was talking about. Now, truth, let's, let's look at truth. Truth is defined as an undeniable fact. Biblically, truth is Jesus, a representation of God from the beginning of time. Truth is also defined as being in accord with fact or reality. God's holy word, the Bible, is truth. Now let's take a minute and, and look at a little bit of history. Uh, look, let's look at Jeremiah 6.10 and it says, to whom can I give warning? Who will listen when I speak? Their ears are, are closed. They cannot hear. They scorn the word of the Lord. They don't want to listen at all. Now, back in, in 627 and 586 BC, Jeremiah the prophet spoke to the Israelites about what God had given him to tell the people, but they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear from God because it wasn't good or pleasing or pleasant. They didn't want to follow God's commandments anymore. Just as people today don't want to follow, follow the word of God. Many Sunday Christians have professed to their love for God, but are not interested in God's truth, God's holy word, the Bible. Verse 13 and 14 bear witness to even the, the prophets and priests were not following God's word then. Only some of them. Just as some pastors and preachers are not following today. They prefer a lie rather than the truth. Romans 1.18. Many men knew the truth. Excuse me for a second. Many men knew the truth. But they rather didn't allow the truth to work in their, their lives. They wanted to, they rather block it, block the truth in order that they would live their own lives and not, not be convicted by God, God's truth. Now, that's evident today 
um, we might, we may, may or may not see some of that, but as a, uh, a I was um, a new Christian, I seen a lot of things, but I didn't understand it. And those things it helped me to see things and, and churches that I went to. And this, be, this attitude and behavior was there. Um, many, many preachers was misleading the flock, was fleecing the flock with, with a lie. You know, I, it took me a while to understand um, that they were blocking the truth. They weren't living the way that God intended. They weren't helping um, the people to, to grow. They were giving them a lie. But, but anyway, let's get back to the fact. They didn't want to live live their own lives and not be convicted by God's God's truth. Jesus said, "I am the truth." To know Jesus is to know the truth. To love Jesus is to love the truth. To deny Jesus is to deny the truth. And many have, and many have fallen and some have fell into shame uh, but when they got themselves together they came some came back but others did not people have substituted the word of god for a self-centered lifestyle their words their opinions their choices, their own sense of right and wrong with profane speech, their way of dressing, exposing part of their body, what they feel will entertain them, drugs, pornography, and so on. And um, today, sometimes you might, Turn on the news, and, and what do you have? Somebody's talking about a preacher did this or that, you know, because their lifestyle didn't line up with the word of God. This is one of God's leaders, but I'm not, I'm not really singling out this, this, but I'm just illustrating the point. Anyway, let's move on. John 12, 1 says that Jesus is the living word of God. You know, you know, saints, Jesus um, was the word, but he, he, he was living amongst us. Maybe not us now, but us in the past. You know, he, he, came, he came into flesh. You know, and he was there for X amount of years, 33, I, I believe. I may not be accurate, you know, but 
we we are not just denying the written word of God, we are denying the living word of God. John 8.32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. When we obey his word, we grow in spiritual knowledge. We grow in freedom from sin. We are free to live in peace within the stress of life, stresses of life. Love, truth, and spiritual growth. Jesus is the power and the source of truth and the perfect standard of, of what is right. He will, if we, if we will follow the truth, we will show us the truth will show us clearly the way to eternal life with God. Does that say anything to you, each of you? Walking in the truth, living the truth, it'll show us just what we need to know. It'll help us to know that we're walking humbly before God and following the word. Jesus is the power and the source of truth, the perfect standard of what is right. If we follow the truth, will show us clearly the way to eternal life with God. John 14, 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus said in the scripture that he is, is man and God at the same time, the incarnated one. He said that he is the only way to God. There are numerous, numerous people believe that there are other ways to get to God. But then we know, <laughs> we believe, if we believe the lie that the enemy is spreading, spreading to deceive us and keep us confused, and if we listen to the untruth, we'll be all messed up, turned around, We'll be upside down because of uh, the lie. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants to um, cause us to fall on the, on, the, on the side and fall away from, from our Lord. Because Jesus already said that he's the only way. He's the only way. Because Jesus laid down his life for all of mankind. Mm -hmm. And John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, 
only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God the son loved us so much that he sacrificed himself. So we, we wouldn't know, the, so we would know the, the cost that he paid for our freedom. I don't know about you, but ask yourself, could you, could you be that living sacrifice? Could you lay down your life for me? Or, or, or your brother or your sister? Are you ready to do that? But you could make a sacrifice. You may not have to give your life. You may have to love them that wronged you. But or not even that. You may just have to love your neighbor or, or your brother or your sister that may have done something to you that you might have been holding, but if you can, you can move past that with the love of God. First um, John 4, 19 says, we love others as a result of his, his loving us first. He loved us first because he gave himself for us. He did it without hesitation or reservation. I mean, he was in the garden and he prayed. The blood came out of his eyes, tears of blood. But he went on and did what he knew he needed to do. And I'm saying to each of us, we need to love our family, love our neighbor, God even says for us to love your enemy. You know, some years ago, it was hard for me to love a family member. But I thank God that he gave me the strength and others to, to um, walk in the will of God. Sometimes it's hard, but we can do it because of God's love and the sacrifice that he paid. Amen. Deuteronomy 6.5 And you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength. When we follow the truth, it will become easy to love others. Mark 12, 31, the second command is equally important. Love your neighbors as, as yourself. Excuse me. And uh, here again, on um, Matthew 5, 44, the scripture says, love even our enemies. 
as we walk in love, we began showing our maturity to love our brothers and sisters. First Corinthians 14, 20. Now we walk in unity of faith and spiritual growth in love, truth, and confidence in our calling. First Corinthians 1.10. Now, dear brother and sister, I appeal to you by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ to stop arguing among yourselves. Let there be real harmony so there won't be division in the church. I plead with you to be one, be of one mind, united through, united, in, I'm sorry, in thought and in purpose. A lot of times there are arguments about this or that and, and we can't come together and be united, but we must. We must love, love truth and spiritual growth. We must come together and be all that we can be because the Lord Jesus Christ paid the price for all of us. Love the truth and spiritual growth. And I say today, do all you can to be all you need to be. The Bible says all, you, all we need to be for some that may, may be pointed in the way in the truth and in the life. And with that, Father, in the anointed name of Jesus, I thank you for your word, O oh Lord God.